Hello everyone. Yeah, welcome again to Motus. Um, our podcast is a platform where you are inspired to move. And um, earlier this year, I think if you can still visit the IG page at motus.ng, you can still relieve the live session that we had on the 1st of January where we talked about um, being inspired to move. Yeah. Well, our movement is moving towards our goal, moving towards God ultimately, yeah? And also moving towards our goal, moving towards everything that is right that we have plans for. Well, you know, before moving, one of the things that we made mention of is the fact that you have to be in proper alignment. You have to be in proper alignment. So, um, on today's episode of the podcast, I will be sharing something. A few people that know me personally, yeah, they know that um, I watch a whole lot of movies, especially when it comes to superhero movies, comic movies, DC, Marvel, yeah, yeah, those kind of things, yeah. I know, right? Yeah, I watch those movies a lot, and um, I just want to share something that I picked, yeah, from a very popular one that majority of us know. At least I know that everybody that wasn't even a fan of comic movies, you know, watched Avengers, um, Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Yeah, so uh, I'll be sharing something on um, Avengers, yeah, Endgame in particular. You know, I I discovered that (laughs) this guy right here is a softie, man. He's a softie. You know, the movie is kind of like still to some people, yeah. But um, over time, I had the cause to watch and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch because that's what I do sometimes, actually. It helps me to just chill and, you know, take another glimpse at life. Yeah, so I was watching Endgame and, you know, at the point where Natasha died, as in Black Widow, when they went to, was it Vomia, yeah, to get the Soul Stone, she and Clint, Hawkeye, and... Um, both of them were struggling who was going to sacrifice who was going to die who was going to jump off the cliff yeah and eventually natasha died and they came back and everybody realized that natasha was gone um if you can watch that part of the movie again i just advise you to do so yeah because uh what i want to share now is something that i believe is really really applicable to almost everybody out there yeah especially people when or people that are in a position whereby they are hurting at the moment or they've been hurt they've been they've they've gone through some phases in life that is really 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 painful and they just either want to shut it out or you know it 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 commands their actions their character now to things to people you understand and i i feel it's something that is quite relatable to depression yeah something that is in sync with depression so if you can also do yourself um a favor even though it might cause you to you know inconvenience yourself a little bit because of data yeah try and visit um the first um series we had on dealing with depression yeah okay so um when natasha died and came back from the quantum realm which helped them to time jump yeah um there was a part where the five guys that were part of the founding six members of the Avengers, um, Clint, that's Okai, Tony, Iron Man, Steve, Captain America, Bruce, that's a Hulk, 
and um, Thor were all together, yeah, in front of a lake, yeah, and um, right there, something, something, I, I, I caught something that was, I don't know, it, it spoke to me, really, it spoke to me, um, I saw the different ways that people try to cope with grief, yeah, different ways that different people try to cope with grief yeah okay so everybody knows how strong and how mighty thor is based on comic yeah and based on on the movies you know you watch thor part one you watch um the first avengers and then you watch um thor part two the dark ages and then you watch um age of ultron then you watch um ragnarok and then this yeah everybody know how thor has been so powerful and all yeah but it looked like Thor became a shadow of himself, you know, when we were watching Endgame. And people were like, ah, that guy was just, it was just a disappointment and all that. But one of the things I tell people is, have you tried to position yourself in, in the state where Thor had been, yeah? Have you tried to position yourself in the things, or let me say, see things from the perspective of what has happened to him over the years? I'm talking about the character now, not Chris Hemsworth. I better go. <laughs> I'm talking about Chris um, Thor in particular. Pardon me. I'm talking about Thor, the character itself, not Chris Hemsworth. Okay. So let me let me start from Clint. Okay, he was the one that went with Natasha to Vormir, where they got the Soul Stone. So when he came back. He was hurting, he was pain because he had a very close and intimate relationship with Natasha. I mean, almost all of them did. Natasha was the only female in the founding six members of the Avengers. Yeah, so she had a very close relationship with Clint and they had been together since, you know, she was like, um, let me say, she was um, recruited into SHIELD. Yeah, so I think it was um, Clint that even trained her in when she was under shield or when she just came into shield yeah so they had a very close relationship they'd been friends for years even before the avengers were formed yeah so when natasha died and he was there he wanted to you know sacrifice himself but she beat him to it and she sacrificed herself instead of him you know, when he came back, it was so hurting, he was pained, and then as strong as he was for a normal human guy, yeah, he was, he didn't have any superpower, he didn't have any, any gym gym tech like Tony did, you know, he was just a skilled fighter, you know, and as strong as he was, he broke, <laughs> like he was, he, he, he was totally broken, he broke, and then he was crying, he could not just shut it in he, he was letting it out he was crying and he was crying and then there was a point where thor came to him and paul was you know trying to talk to him like hey dude why just snap out of it why are you like this why are you like this you know we can always go back and bring her back and all those things yeah and then ultimately he lashed out on thor kind of like put him in his place anyways <laughs> yeah so he lashed out on thor and then thor calmed down that is a dimension of how people cope with grief you know we have some people that they just you know they just let it out they cry they let it out they cry it out they they don't want to keep it locked in so they just they allow the tears to free fall and in turn sometimes they actually lash out on people they transfer the aggression on people 
some people learn to manage their emotions or anger very well they don't lash out on people but more often than not you find people in this category lashing out on other people people that might not even be responsible for whatever had happened yeah so the second person i'd like us to look at is thor himself yeah thor let's let me let me let me let me take you back the journey of thor yeah first and foremost he lost his mother yeah he lost his mother after he lost his mother he broke up with the woman he loved or she broke up with him <laughs> to put it rightly yeah she broke up with him and then the next thing he lost his father again and after he lost his father he was like what next to do now just for him to be faced with the trauma of having to kill his own sister <laughs> yeah so in killing his own sister he destroyed its kingdom the kingdom the planet he was meant to rule yeah asgard he destroyed and you know for asgardians one of the things that you should know about asgardians is that they are very very proud you know and one of the, the source of their pride is asgard itself so losing asgard actually had an effect on his self-esteem yeah but it was something he had to do so in turn he lost asgard he lost Asgard and then he lost his sister. The death of his sister wouldn't have pained him anyway because they just got to meet and then he realized that she was evil. Yeah. So, but then in escaping the destruction of Asgard, he took his friends, you know, his countrymen, the people that he was meant to be ruling over, and his brother alongside. And they were escaping. And in the process of escaping, they were ambushed. His best friend had been killed or his friends had been killed by his sister yeah now his best friend in, in person of Amdal was killed again by one of um thanos's um proteges yeah or was it even thanos himself i can't even remember now so Amdal was killed as well and on the same spot his brother was killed right before his eyes for the final time you know everybody know how loki was always dying and coming back yeah but for the last time Loki was killed. Loki died. Yeah, so that was that would have dealt a great blow to him. I believe it would have had a massive impact. Imagine losing mom, losing the love of your life. Not you in Jesus' name. <laughs> the love of your life, losing your father, then the planet, and then citizens that you were trying to get to a safe, safe place. Half of them dying. His brother dying. His best friend dying you know the pain would have just been so much so all those things led to him grieving if you take a look at infinity war again yeah when the guardians of galaxies when they met thor in the first place when they saw him he was still floating in space yeah when they brought him into the ship and mantis was checking up on him one of the things that mantis said she could feel on thor was the fact that he was grieving like this guy is so so grieving you know, but the funny thing is, when Mantis woke him up, the next minute, Thor started making jokes. Started cracking jokes, started, you know, any small thing, he's making a joke out of it, laughing everything off. That is another mechanism, another set of people use. Yeah? So even at the death of Natasha, though he was pained, what he was doing was he was getting himself in a condition or in an atmosphere where he just 
you must laugh everything off and i feel that's one of the major categories that most nigerians find ourselves you know there's so many things around us that we do not like that is hurting us that is paining us including the government but then you find everybody online on twitter at the slightest provocation everybody just wants to use something to take it off their mind they just want to laugh it off they just want to make a joke out of everything you know and that that that's a cycle that some of us have been on no matter what happens to you you just you just laugh you just laugh you play it off it's not as if you are dealing with that pain itself you are really not dealing with the pain but you are just laughing it off and so as a result of that Thor became a shadow of himself he did not he, he could no longer live in the recognition of the potential that he had you know you could not come on take a look at um Ragnarok, even when he had a vision about his father and his father asking him, are you the god of hammers or the god of thunder? Yeah, meaning that he already had a preconceived mindset that without Mjolnir, which is the armor, he cannot really do exploits. Yeah, but then his father had to remind him that, no, you are not the god of hammers, you are the god of thunder. So whether you, la- whether you, you have the armor or not, you can control this lightning of a thing. You can use it to the best of the best of the best of the best that you want to use it for. But then all the pain, all the grief, had dealt a big blow on thought to the level at which he did not even know his capability anymore you know so he, he, he depreciated from the mighty tour to the ridicule tour you know if you look at um the beginning of endgame when rocket and um orc went to go and fetch him he was was already a drunk and everybody laughed at that big t- stomach and everybody was like whoa when did Thor become like this and all those things it's 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 a slope of depression that happened to him at that time and see how he dealt with it now another person that i'd like us to look at how this person dealt dealt with um the issue of depression or grief is um Oak himself you know Ork had a very close relationship with natasha even though we know that Ork, that's bruce bruce had to deal with Ork. if you understand what i'm trying to say yeah before he was able to like unite the two personalities and then become professor Ork. yeah he was bruce that had this green monster on the inside of him that comes out you know Bruce had a very intimate relationship with Natasha. On a, on, on a more serious note, I think they would have actually gotten married, if not for the fact that Bruce was dealing with the orc and then Natasha was um, sterile, which Bruce actually made known to Natasha that he doesn't have a problem with. I mean, who tells a woman that he doesn't even mind that she doesn't have a womb? Yeah. I know it's the movies here, yeah, but then I'm just, I, I hope you are trying, you are helping me to see the possible realities that i'm picking out from this fantasy of the movies yeah these are actually real things that happen to people and how people deal with these things so yeah taking a look at all you you see someone that all through the time he was on the lake he kept quiet while every other person you know um clint and um thor were talking he kept quiet he wasn't talking to anybody he wasn't crying he wasn't seeing nothing to anybody like not that to anybody so he just stood there but at the slightest provocation he took that bench and then he threw it like whoosh you know there are people like that actually there are people like that in that they don't cry they don't talk to anybody they don't go for counseling they don't go for therapy they don't talk to any goddamn person they just talk it all inside of them they stay away from people but these are people that you find that they become aggressive at 
sometimes immaterial things they eat the table they eat the wall they throw things you know and these are also people that also go into things like drugs alcoholism smoking all those things they are just finding a means to deal with it but they don't want anybody around them they they just don't want anybody meddling in their business yeah that's the category that orc belonged to now another person another person amongst them was steve captain america steve rogers now you know how everything had happened between steve and tony from civil war down to infinity war down to endgame yeah if you look at the personality of steve very well he is someone that stood up to the plate and he took you know responsibility for things so he was actually beating himself up he had a very close relationship with natasha as well you know at some point the god was really really convinced that uh, maybe something was going to happen between these two even in real life yeah as a person of um scarlett johansson and um, chris evans that's their real names both of them yeah so they had us really confused at some point i, I was even thinking hey captain america and scarlett which matter i said scarlett which <laughs> pardon me <laughs> black widow <laughs> but her real name is scarlett johansson yeah scarlett which is wanda yeah so at some point the adults confused that ah maybe something was going to happen but you realize that it was purely friendship and the kind of friendship that the two of them actually had was was amazing to the level at which uh, i wanted to say scarlet again can you imagine see my life to the level at which natasha was actually very vulnerable to captain america to steve if you look at um civil war she was the only one at the anger when steve and um the other guy winter soldier got to the plane to the jet and then they wanted to fly and then she was like you're not going to stop are you and then his response was you know me i'm not going to stop and you know she gave them room she told them to pass she was actually there to stop them but she gave them room that was how much she trusted steve that was how much the two of them you know synced in terms of friendship so losing or hearing about her death dealt a big blow to her already one of the big blows that he had was the fact that Thanos snapped his finger in infinity war and then he lost yeah he lost almost everybody that he took to battle that day yeah he had also not been with the love of his life for over 70 years so he lost a lot yeah right so he was also in that position but look at the way he dealt with his grief he kept quiet was not saying anything as well he was hurting he was pained but you know what he was doing? He was channeling that pain to use it to inspire others. If you look at the beginning, if you watch the beginning of Endgame, you realize that he was the one that was having this roundtable discussion with people that had crisis following the snapping of Thanos' finger. They are victims of Thanos, yeah? Right? So, he was someone like that. Steve was someone like that. He was hurting. He was beating himself up on the inside really and after that meeting that he had with those people at the beginning of endgame when he went to meet natasha and um, he was telling natasha he said he had been telling people to move on but really he is not moving on right that's yeah that's another set of people yeah you are really really hurting you are pained 
but you are using that pain to inspire others, to motivate others. But on the other hand, you are not fully helping yourself to recover from it. I think if I'm to be sincere with myself, that is the category that I belong to. Yeah. So it's best you actually go through these things, these different categories and realize who you are, what type of person you are and how you deal with grief. Yeah. So he was actually hurting, but then he was using that hurt, that pain, he was using as a weapon to to empower others, to motivate others, to inspire others, to go out there, to beat the odd, to forget about whatever has been hurting them, whatever has been paining them, and then to forge ahead. Yeah. So another person, very interesting person, was Tony. Tony also had had different episodes, you know, of, you know, so many things. So Tony grew from a personality, if you watch Iron Man 1 way back in 2008. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Marvel, yeah, I know. I said it earlier on, right? If you watch Tony or Iron Man, I said Tony, <laughs> 2008, part one. Tony was this Jai Jai type that never cared about anybody. He was just enjoying money, living life at large. But he came to the understanding that he had been placed in a position of responsibility. And then he took responsibility for every person at his disposal yeah he, he he always looked at the potential in people and that was how he was able to spot um peter as tom Holland, spider-man of course yeah and spot a whole lot of people brought them together he was literally like the head of the team but you know you can't really say who the head of the team was between steve and tony yeah yeah but i think ideally i think it was steve yeah but anyways anyhow so Steve, I said Steve, Tony was also another person that kept quiet all through. As a matter of fact, while they were in front of that lake, Tony never said anything. He didn't say a thing. He was just looking. At least Steve still got up and then he said something. He said that we are going to make it worth it. That after Clint said that um, she sacrificed her life for that stone and we have to make sure that it's worth it. And Steve said, we're going to make sure that it's worth it. Steve made that declaration, yeah? But was it really Steve that did it? Did it? No. It was Tony. So if you look at it, when Steve and, um, what's his name now? Ant-Man, Scott, when they went to um, Tony's house on the ranch, and then they saw him and they were telling him about a possibility of them bringing everybody back. You know, Tony was like, oh, no, no, he's not going to do it because he doesn't want to blow what he has right now. You know, he was still beating himself up for what had happened. He was beating himself up for the loss of Peter. He was beating himself up for everything. Like, Uber's lost. Anus had snapped the finger. They've lost. You know, he was beating himself up. He was grieving. He was pained. He was hurting. But look at what Tony was doing. Tony was using that pain, that hurt, that grief. He was using it as a right motivation to find a solution. Hmm. Mm. So even after he had told Steve and Scott that he was not going to do anything behind everybody's back, he still stayed up all night trying to figure out a way to make things better. You know, without anybody being there, he was still working. And so after Nat died and even Steve made mention that they were going to make it worth it, he still had to be the one. I mean, it could have been him and um, Bruce working on that gauntlet together, but he was the one working on it. He spent time working on it. I don't know what Rocket was doing there. Rocket was just sitting down <laughs> and just looking at him. And then when he completed it, Rocket scared him. Boom. Ah, that kind of a thing. 
you know you guys really need to watch that movie again and watch it with understanding there's a lot of hidden message in all the series that i'm not trying to advertise for mcu now but it's the truth that's the way that i watch the movies i pick out lessons from them you understand so tony used all this grief all this hurt all this pain and he used them to find solutions to the problem that was affecting everybody including himself so i don't know what category that you belong to but this is one of the things that i can say i can't say which category is the best but this is one of the things that i can say if you are in the category of thought and you are just laughing it out you just make a fun of everything you know uh, a colleague of mine in the poetry industry um Mario Lodo made a spoken word poem and he titled the poem laugh won't kill me die you know um if you listen to that poem well you'd see why people are taking things things that are not even funny yeah we are just trying to make it look funny because we are trying to cope we are trying to deal with the things that are hurting us things that are very painful you know but the truth of the matter is it's not okay to just laugh everything up yeah it's okay to laugh in itself but when you're beginning to use laughter as a coping mechanism not to deal with the pain you're going through i'm telling you you are a time bomb waiting to manifest and you cannot even just like though you cannot get the best out of yourself it's okay to cry it's okay to let it out like um cleans but i think one of the things or two things two people that i would really really want us to you know um imitate in that light yeah is steve and tony yeah try to use that grief even though you are crying like clint try to use that grief like steve to motivate others to help others up to push others to become the best they can be and like tony try to use that grief to find a solution to the problem or to that to the source of the pain that you are you are going through or to help yourself but you know one of the things one of the reason why i had to start from the point of view that you have to be in alignment with god is the fact that you cannot do it by yourself you need to come to the recognition of the fact that you have to be in alignment with god it is only in the arms and in the palm of christ that you can find rest it says come unto me all you that are heavy laden and i will give you rest i'm telling you many of us we really really need that rest in our spirit man we need that rest in our soul life is going to get trickier and so painful along the way it's not promi- i'm not promising that the problems are going to stop i'm not promising that the problems are not going to continue even jesus christ said rejoice for i have already overcome the world now when he's saying that you should rejoice if you read that portion of the scripture well you understand that he's not saying that problems will not come afflictions will not come but it's saying you should rejoice in the knowledge of the finished work that he has given to us so we need to begin to align ourselves in that rest is it in your health is it in your academics is it in your finances is it in your relationship life whatever way you are hurting it's painful yeah i know i have my share of them by and large yeah i have a whole big you know share of this pain and this hurt and i have cried i have lost out on people i have run away from people but i am learning to rest in god and i believe that this is what god wants us to do to find rest in him and then move forward 
with him in resting with him you are you are aligning yourself to him you know in resting with him you are reclining your whole strength on him so your whole person is like just resting on a chair or sleeping on a bed it becomes that person that comfortability channel that is carrying you and you no longer have to bear that weight that burden by yourself and he promises to help you through them he says he will never leave you nor forsake you he is always there with you and i so i i hope today's episode has blessed you and i just want to say a word of prayer that for as many that are hurting right now holy spirit of truth you are the comforter i pray that you speak to every heart that you help us to trust you you help us to rest on you that you help us to see the reasons why we are going through this because you want to use it as something that will bless the world and the people around us at large Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm sure you guys would have been like, whoa, look at how this guy started with movie and look at how he ended it with the Bible. Yeah, sometimes that's why we are 21st century compliant, yeah? I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and the weekend. Take care of yourself. And I hope very soon, T is going to join us on the episode again. I'm sure if she was here today, it would have been amazing. But also... We thank God for what God has used to this episode to do. So, all right, yeah. Oh, okay. Before I go, yeah. Someone recommended an album for me, and I'm going to recommend for everybody that is going through this phase as well. You can just try and download Feelings by Chandler Moore. That album is so going to bless you and going to help you to take off that, you know, that burden off your shoulder and then help you to rest them on God and make you realize that it's actually okay to cry it off, but just learn to rest in the finished work of Christ. Learn to rest in Him. He says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Rest on Him and join Him in the fellowship of His suffering. Thank you guys for joining in today. Bye-bye.